Welcome back to Becoming Next on Scene, everybody. It is your host, Jackie Zuck. I am so excited to be here with you with another awesome Monday and another positive week thrown at you. So today I am coming at you with not only a marketing tip, um, but also some exciting news that my magazine should be out at this point by the time you hear the podcast. So I would love all of you to go check out um, my latest issue on the website called Issue, I-S-S, you, you. Um, you can read my latest magazine. It's $2.50. There are also some preview pages as well. Um, you can get it in print as well. We have limited copies um, because we did have to cancel our fashion show this year, which was such a bummer. That really hit me hard for year five. But that means we're just going to come back better than ever next year. So um, our cover girl is Camille Schreier, Miss America 2020. We also did full coverage on Mohegan Sun, Sun Wine and Food Festival, interviewed some awesome celebrity chefs, Todd English, Ben Robinson, Ralph Scalmer, Adela. Um, and I also covered the experience of, you know, covering the event with the social media team at Mohegan Sun. So that was amazing. Um, I so look forward to your feedback. And um, what else is next for Bec- uh, Becoming Next on Scene's podcast? Uh, marketing tip of the day is all about being consistent. Oh, that didn't sound great. Consistent. <laughs> consistent. Oh, God. Um, be consistent in your social media feeds. Be consistent with your email marketing. Be consistent with your branding. Be consistent because the thing is, is when you show up consistently, people... Um, Don't forget about you. And it's just tasteful enough where you should not be posting every day. Um, Or if you are posting every day, I just sometimes feel like when you're posting too much, people get lost in translation. Um, So maybe like two to three days a week is perfect. Um, And yeah, that's my advice for the week. Consistency is really key with social media. And I promise that will pay off tenfold. Um... My self-care tip of the day is, what is my self-care tip of the day? I actually um, really have been working more on meditating. So if you guys are, I mean, uh, we're all kind of stuck at home right now. So I highly recommend not only reading my latest magazine, but um, definitely including some meditation into your day-to-day routines. I felt like I was slacking in that department and I finally did it for the first time in a while last night. Thanks to Stacy Cripps. Stacy, you are amazing. She's like one of my favorite psychic mediums out there. Um, she's based in Chicago, but I did her meditations. She did a live one on Facebook and I totally was relaxed. I felt lighter and, um, it's just something that can totally change your day around. So even if you could do it at some point during the day or at night before you go to bed or whenever you can, take five minutes will totally transform your mindset. Um, so yeah, that leads me to my amazing guest, Linda Collins. She's a fabulous actress. She's also an executive producer. She does short film documentaries. We learn all about these awesome, quick 15, 20-minute little documentaries I'm like so mind blown um that you shoot for a couple days and then you break it down into only like 15 20 minutes so interesting so we learn all that fun stuff today how she fell into the acting world her inspirations so much more um Linda is located in New York but travels for work and so excited for you guys to learn more about this rock star stay tuned for the amazing Linda Collins The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us 
at Next On Scene. All right, everybody, welcome back to Becoming Next On Scene. I am so excited to be here with the fabulous actress, Linda Collins. Hi, Linda. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you. How are you doing? Good. How are you? So I'm so inspired by you. Congrats on all your success thus far, which we're going to deep dive in a little bit. So first, I would like for you to tell my audience, like how you even fell into the acting world. Okay, well, acting is something that um, I started doing as a little child uh, in my in my uh, parents home. Uh, My first role was Cupid. So cute. (laughs) I always got so it was whatever my sister told me I had to be. So uh, that first uh, role, I had to like jump into the room in some kind of leotard and throw uh, Valentine candy at my parents <laughs> as Cupid. I love it. <laughs> and 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 then you know I was always into music and the arts and and I had the lead role in the high school play, which was a big deal at the time, you know. <laughs> And uh, then I, w- I went into music for many, many years um, and was uh, played music professionally in symphony orchestra and theater and recording. And I really did not have time to pursue acting for many years. And then I got back into it uh, not quite a decade ago and uh, just love it. Really love it. I mean, you're so great at it, which is so amazing. And obviously, too, we'll talk about. I mean, that obviously leads to my next question about your latest role, co-starring in the story of immigration to the U.S. from two conflicting points of view. So, tell us about this amazing role and how it came about. And for people who haven't heard of this, tell us more about what this position entailed. Sure. Um, the film is called Perception, and the writer director is on. And he um, is a Miami filmmaker, uh, award-winning, award-winning filmmaker. And uh, I guess a couple of years ago, he called me, um, maybe not quite two years ago, to ask if I would be interested in this role of Lauren for his film, which is uh, the mom of the American family. And uh, so, and actually, I didn't know him at all. He had um, researched me and somehow found me. I guess um, I have a lot of material out there online, so he somehow found me. And um, he sent me the script. I took a look at it and uh, decided it was a really good fit, and off, off we went from there. Love it. And obviously, it was all meant to be. How long did, how long was the, like, the film? How long did you guys shoot for? How long did it air for? Okay, it's a it's a short film, so it's right at um, trying to remember. It's you know between fifteen and twenty two minutes. It's a short um, film festival uh, oriented size wise film, and we shot down in Miami uh, in late uh, twenty eighteen, so about a year and a half ago for four days down there. But he did um, a lot of plan, and I was one of the executive producers, or am one of the executive producers on the film. Uh, but there was a lot of time spent. Um, Andres is, is, is really quite a uh, young filmmaker, and he spent time just coordinating the colors. Like, um, actually, I learned something from him because there's a lot of work to be done with uh, your color palettes for um, for films. Like, which you know, these guys are going to be in blues, and, and it seems really basic, but it really uh, gives messages to to your audience that you, you know, I wouldn't have thought before just, um, 
you know, from all the other filming I'd done, that that would be quite, quite as big of a deal as it, as it really is as far as the planning. That's a fun fact of the day. Very fun fact of the day. Yeah, right? Very cool. So now you know what colors look better in certain scenarios, I'm assuming now, that you understand that piece of it? What what he did was um, the uh, American family was really the family that, um, uh, you know, needed some work, (laughs) you know, done on it. And um, as far as the, um, you know, relationship to our, our immigration family, our Honduran family, and which was really a mom and an adorable little girl played uh, played the role of the daughter. And um, so he put the American family, which I guess was muted in a way, he put us in like tans and browns, and they were in more of the blues and the reds and that kind of thing. But it, it worked out really well. The, the, um, the uh, videography of the, fam- of the uh, film is absolutely beautiful. It's so cool. And so you film, I just am fascinated too that you film for four days and then you break everything down to 15, 20 minutes. Like that to me is so impressive still. I get so fascinated by short documentaries. It's so cool. Right? And so cool. getting texts like, uh, oh, and I've got the ending almost where I want it. Oh, I'm changing it again. So yeah, it's quite a process. It is. But I'm, I mean, this is why we have you on to inform us and all this cool information. Very cool. So tell us, Linda, what was the first role you ever cast, was casted for? Okay. The very first role I was ever cast in was actually a PSA for breast cancer awareness. No way. And, and here's another uh, kind of fun thing. The, um, and this, I was very new to the whole thing um, in New York City. And I just kind of thrown myself into the mix. You know, I put, put resume out there and I gotten some headshots made. I was studying acting with Catherine Gaskin at the time. And I applied for this PSA um, through one of the online platforms and got a uh, call from Larry Rosen, who is another absolutely fabulous uh, filmmaker and actor here in the, in the uh, New York metropolitan area. And he actually heads up several film festivals. So Larry Rosen called me out to do this um, shoot, which we shot in a public park in New Jersey. And I remember going out there and feeling some trepidation, like, oh, I don't even know this person. And here I'm going out for this um, shoot out here. But it was a a great experience. And actually, the PSA is still out there um, in the the public um, domain somewhere. It's still out there being played. That is so um, cool. Right? And then I hadn't seen Larry for, for years. And then we did a short film called Three for the Road not too uh, not too long ago. It was on the film circuit. did quite well for a couple of years on the film circuit. And Larry, uh, Larry Rosen, who actually I hadn't even, I didn't know early on, you know, you make contacts and you keep those contacts and you keep going. And um, it just w- wasn't kind of in my radar at that point. Anyway, but the film festival that, that the first first film festival that our film was accepted for was one of Larry Rosen's film festivals. The Grove, I think it was Grove uh, Film Festival that uh, that we were in. So it's just the way those things work is is really uh, amazing. It's a very small. It's a big world out there, but it's a very small world too. Yeah. I'm for sure, but it really is. And it goes to show you to always like stay in touch with people, right? Or like everything always comes full circle, always leave on a good note when you connect with people, I guess. Right. 
Oh yeah, because yeah. one of our other one of the other actresses in that film said, "Oh yes, and and uh, we, you know uh, we're going to be screening because she had actually uh, made the submission. We're going to be screening at Larry Rosen's film festival." And I said, "Oh, I know Larry Rosen." And that was when kind of a bell went off. So funny. <laughs> so many years later, we were we were reunited at the film festival. So cool. Great. So, what would you say has been your biggest lesson learned thus far? in the acting world? Um, I would say, you mean just as far as uh, negotiating the, um, the, the realm itself or, or just... I think you uh, can kind of take it from both perspectives. You can kind of talk about, um, yeah, I think you could talk about it from an executive producer role and also from an acting perspective, like things that you've learned in the, the neck of it and also from an outsider. Well, the thing I the thing I've learned um, as far as just your connections is is just uh, you know the thing with Larry Rosen is a perfect example. You you have your relationships and relationships in the world of acting are very 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 important because just like when you um, what are watching your favorite movies and your favorite um, groups of movies, you'll see the same actors working together over and over again because they've gotten to know each other, they respect each other's work, and they work well together. And uh, that's something that um, was a a different concept for me from the world of professional music making. Yes, you may work with the same people for years and years, but you're put into a situation for instance, in a symphony orchestra, you audition for the symphony orchestra and you play with those same 85 people for many, many years because mm-hmm. that's your job. In the world of acting, you you are with many, many different people in different films, but your connections make another connection and another and another and another, and another connection. And as far as acting, the... Um, you know, the thing that really um, just, you know, brings everything home for me is just being being real um, and being believable on, on, the, on set, being believable, really owning your role, owning your character, finding your commonality and going from there. I love that. And then in terms of like when you're casting for a role, like what mm-hmm. do you feel when you're actually, because you've actually now been on both ends of it because you produce your own stuff and then you're also acting. So what type of people tend to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how I want to ask this question. Like how should, how, what advice would you give to somebody in, when they show up to their casting? Like instead of getting nervous or, you know, how can they show their authenticity? I think is my question. Yeah, a lot of that has to do with just doing your um, ha- having, you know, having done the work uh, ahead of time if you can, if you're not doing a uh, cold read, and really uh, learning your character, finding not what's so different and so hard and so difficult about the character, but your commonality with that character, and bringing that commonality to your to your audition and ultimately to the role. Great and, advice. Know, it, That's really I mean, good advice. Yeah, and, and if, if you don't get the role, well, even if you had, the, like, a great audition, it's just uh, uh, not necessarily the right fit, mm-hmm. you know? So and true. don't give up. I mean, definitely don't give up. Just keep going. Mm-hmm. Keep going. So cool. Great advice. Now, with the coronavirus going on, talk, about, talk to us about how, I mean, are you affected? And in the acting world, like, how is it shifting what's going on for roles and positions? Oh, absolutely. Um, 
Well, there's so many classes online now, and I've actually signed up for for several because you you don't want to get stale as you're, you know, as you're hunkered down Mm -hmm. at home. You want to, you know, keep building your craft and keep interacting with people. So, of course, social media is huge right now. And uh, I did actually a a play reading um, a couple of uh, couple of weeks ago with a with an actor. Here we go once again with an actor that I met auditioning for a, a film a few years back and then also was on a commercial with her um, after that. And she, um, you know, she uh, put a, she asked me if I would do this reading of, of Brighton Beach. And so I did that. It was so much fun on Zoom. But, you know, all the projects that were, uh, that are planned, were planned or were in the middle of, of course, they have to be on hold because you have to be with groups of people to do those. So, right. Um, I was smack dab in the middle of filming The Stable, which is a, a feature film that um, 21st century vision film. So I've been cast as a, a, a gritty type of a, um, well, very gritty <laughs> a character who is like the head of a, a huge crime ring and a really not a what we would classify as a nice person. We were shooting that. And of course, I had to shut down. Um, right before things um, really got tough in New York City, we finished shooting our first episode of a comedy um, series called I Fell Off a Cliff. That's also 21st Century Vision Films, and I play a, a doc in that. But I had other things. Um, I do have other things to look forward to when the when we're back uh, getting back to work. Um, I'm doing a film called Lonely Road to Nowhere that uh, is directed by uh, directed and written by John Gallagher who's a, a fabulous indie filmmaker um, well he's well known and uh, you know an icon in the New York film industry and so I'll be doing um, shooting that uh, hopefully very soon after things break enough that we can get together and um, I think I'm probably giving you more answers. No, this is very cool and inspiring. You know, speaking of, I'm going to throw a question at you. Do you do a lot of traveling for short film documentaries? Are a lot of them, like, based in New York where you live? um, Or do you do a lot of traveling? You know, most most everything I've done is based in New York, New Jersey. um, That's good. Connecticut. Yeah, most everything I've done. But that doesn't mean that it would necessarily stay that way right I've done a little bit of traveling out to LA um of course there's a huge market in a, in Atlanta and um, a lot of filming in Louisiana so cool you know, I'd love to go to some of those places ultimately yeah um, I think the reason I was asking too just because you said you know you were executive producing that film in Miami with you know and, and acting there that I wasn't sure if a lot of it was a lot um, consisted of a lot of travel or not so. Not so much. Not not so much. There's so much going on here that you really um, you really get into the the market here. And unless it's someone like Andre that reached out to me from uh, Miami, you know, um, or if I'm I'm brought a project from from the outside, <laughs> from the outside, from outside of New York City, of, of course I'd be happy to go uh, wherever it is and film as long as the project was was the right fit for everybody. Right. You know? Makes sense. Well, Linda, what's next for you? So you told us your upcoming roles, which is so amazing. So how can people, before we get into game time, tell everybody how they can follow you on social media or stay up to date on your website? Sure. Um, you can find me uh, at my website at lindacollinsactress.com. And um, that's a lot of basic information on there. And then I also have a Facebook page, which is Linda Collins Actress. <laughs> 
Perfect. At least I'm consistent. That's important. Very important. I love it. And uh, that that's really, and then I have an Instagram account too, uh, Linda Collins NYC. Um, love it. So, so they type in Linda Collins, they'll find everything that they need, right? That's all that they need to know. <laughs> Pretty much. I love it. Okay, so let's play game time. There is no rush um, with how fast you have to answer these. It's just a really fun way for us to get to know you outside of your awesome career. So what is Linda's favorite food? Um, I hate to say it, but the first thing that came to my mind is potato chips. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what kind of potato chips are we talking here? Um, jalapeno potato chips. Oh, my God. No more than 10 at a time ever. <laughs> Love jalapeno peppers. So those must be amazing. Who makes those? What brand? To- oh, totally awesome. Um, who is the kettle? Oh, my God. Kettle. I got to look yeah. into it. You inspired right. me today. I got to check it out. <laughs> That's so awesome. Good. So good. Yeah. What is Linda's favorite TV guilty pleasure? Okay. And, you know, this is embarrassing only because it's just so... Um, cliche but I can't help it I and I've been in a lot of these I like watching the crime shows why not <laughs> like um SVU and like all the all the all those kind of shows oh I love those but but I was talking about the um yeah of course I love all those but I'm talking about the like the the reenactment shows I love watching those so I love, cool you know, hearing the people talk about the I'm just fascinated by the things you know people actually do and, um, you know, and I can just sit there and watch those, uh, with my jalapeno potatoes, <laughs> all 10 of them. <laughs> Look at that. We're combining all your favorite things right now. That's fantastic. So good. What is Linda's favorite destination you've traveled to thus far? And what is your next bucket list destination? Sure. Um, I, I'd have to say that my very, I love the beach. I love the sun. And um, just for a total chill, uh, <clears throat> total chill vacation, just get away from it all. I, I love the Cayman Islands. It's so beautiful there. Snorkeling is great. You can actually swim with the stingrays for real. So um, cool. Oh, yeah. You can stay easily stay right on the, um, right on the beach. Um, it's just, you know, it's a small island. So, uh, it's, it's like, it's, well, it is a foreign country, so it's not just only like being in a foreign country. It is mm-hmm. being in a foreign country. And, um, you know, and then they've also got really, uh, wonderful gourmet food as well, um, as, as well as the island type food, which is, which is great. So I, I think I'm hearing a food theme here. Oh, <laughs> Hey, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? That's totally fine by me. That's awesome. Great choices. Okay, final question. If you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive you haven't met yet, who would it be and why? Okay. Um, That would have to be um, Woody Harrelson because I really admire him as an actor and um, I just would love at some point to to work with him. And so that's who I would like to have dinner with great choices great choices to all your answers love it sounds very inspiring you are amazing linda thank you so much for joining us today can you tell us again how they can follow you on social media and any other way to reach out to you for inquiries sure uh linda collins actress uh, dot com is my website linda collins actress is my facebook page and linda collins nyc is instagram 
And there's contact information and all those places on how you can get a hold of me. Yeah, Linda Collins, everything, guys. Like I said earlier, you'll find her wherever <laughs> you need. <laughs> well, Linda, thank you so much for your time today, sending you all the positive vibes during this time. And um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Next on Scene. And stay tuned for who's next on Scene. <laughs> The ups, the downs, and all the in-between. What it takes to become next on scene. Are you next? Follow us at Next On Scene.